the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at JenniferJackson.com. You're listening to Simply for Women. You know, I would love to meet you in person sometime, so take note of this. I will be at Genoa Church on December 1st. For a Christmas women's ladies event and go to genoachurch.org for more information. I cannot wait to meet you. And another thing that I have for you, something very special. I have a copy of my devotional, a Christmas heart complete with recipes and quiet times. So much jammed in that little book. It's a beautiful book. And if this is to say, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It's a listener-supported show, so for a gift of any amount, I will send you a Christmas heart. Go to jenniferjackson.com. That's right, jenniferjackson.com to get yours today. And the interview, the interview that we have, Amy Garner and I, we've been talking all week, and she is post-abortive, and she talks about the healing and the hope and the victory that God can bring. Today she's talking about coping. She's talking about ways that we just really need the Lord's help. My husband Doyle and I interviewed her. So listen to Amy Garner. So let's go back to your curriculum, Redeem for a Reason. That's your website, redeemforareason.com. And we talked about at the beginning that, so you first identify how are we coping? Are we numbing? Are we <laughs> compartmentalizing? What are we doing? Where do we go from there? It helps to understand our story. So one of the first things we're going to do is look out, look at how Satan was involved, right? So we're going to dig into what was our past trauma, uh, what led to the abortion clinic. And then we're going to go through and talk about where was God? Because that's another lie, right? That God wasn't there for you, that he didn't step in for you. And that's not true. God does not take our free will, but he's absolutely there with us. And so I have them do uh, a timeline, and they sketch out, even every five years, how the Lord has been pursuing them. Because, again, there is a deep-seated unworthiness that they don't believe they are worthy of him. And so having that timeline, we always go back to it and say, look how worthy you are. He chased you down. And then we go through and we redeem Scripture Jeremiah 1.5, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Psalms 139, these are all uh, passages of scripture that Satan can breathe condemnation into. So we go back, and those are actually the verses that will set us free. Because before we were formed, that means me, that means her, before I was formed in my mother's womb, he knew me. He knew everything I was going to do. He knew every mistake I was going to make. He knew every wound I was going to have. He knew. And yet he pursued me, and he chased me down, and he placed his name on me, and he stood up in front of Satan and said, you're not going to have this one. This one's mine. And so we take those very verses, and we let God redeem them in their hearts. That's good. 
And you've seen great results. You've seen so many people set free. And like you said, they've even begun to have their own ministry or their own a group or love for others. And it's a big change. Yes, I've never not seen them heal. And I know that's a double negative, but I'm from Texas and that's how we talk. But I've never not seen him heal. He does it every single time. He's a healer. He is. And his word heals. It's the renewing of our mind. Yeah, if you'll, if, if they, but they have, to, they have to ask him. They have to step into it. You know, they're going to have to participate with his provision. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, insanity is continuing doing the same thing over again. And just ignoring what's happened in our life isn't going to work. And we've got to lean into that. We've got to lean into that relationship. By the time they get to class... It's, it's, not a, it's not a habit at that point. It's not a lifestyle. I think it's a, um, how, how am I worthy of this? How, how does it work? Can Jesus possibly move healing from my head to my heart? Yes. Yes, he can. And he does it every time. Um, and then really just creating that safety through atonement. It's surprising to me that there's a lot of people that don't truly understand what it means to be atoned for. Mm-hmm. When we look at Abraham and Melchizedek, that's a story of moral injury. Mm-hmm. He had just slaughtered five kings, and he comes back, and he's hurting. And so Melchizedek meets him with bread and wine, right? Yep. Atonement, because he's teaching him the gospel and the power of atonement, understanding that we are covered just covered in the blood, protected, and what exactly that means. Yeah. Hmm. Amy, how do we talk to women or men who we want to invite on this healing journey? If you know somebody who has an abortion um, or has an abortion experience, my first suggestion is to um, just meet them where they are and and let them know that, that you know how hard it is. You know how scary it is. You know that it is the secret that they think they are going to hide forever. But yet you also know that there is healing available. And then talk with them about the class. Get them in touch with me. Get them in touch with you. Um, There's power in just hearing somebody else say, me too. Me too. And I know exactly what it was like. We spend a lot of time that first night Um, of our class and just kind of talking about the actual experience and every single one of us walk away thinking we could have all been in the same clinic it's exactly the same so there's power just in sitting with somebody in that pain and meeting them there I think that's so important that we do that and that we're on the lookout for those who need that hope and healing Uh, what about how do we how do we share a pro-life message with others? How do we share that? When someone comes to us and they say, uh, I'm for abortion, what's your response? My response um, is that I'm pro-life from a a place of great pain, which is a little bit maybe different than just being pro-life. I think a lot of times when we talk about pro-life, we talk about the baby. It's always about the baby. We don't really talk about the mother. We don't talk about the father. We don't talk about more, more than just a baby died in that abortion clinic. And so really being more open to discussing, this is what I've heard women go through. This is what I've heard men go through. You know, I have men 
come up to me just sobbing a lot of, and the I guess the narrative out there is that men aren't affected that's not true they're just as affected so being able to you know talk with them as well about it is extremely important yeah every man I know that's lost a baby is is wounded by that and it doesn't matter what the circumstances were but behind the loss mm-hmm. of that child men men get wounded and so what I should it's one of the lies what should churches be doing for for life my hope is that churches are going to start doing exactly what you guys have done which is listen to our stories right listen to the other side uh, and we have women who will stand up and tell their story story after story um, so that the truth comes out and we need to heal we need more classes we need abortion recovery because the more men and women who are healed from abortion they're gonna talk they're gonna talk they may not stand on a stage like I do but they are gonna speak in their small groups they are going to talk to their neighbors they are gonna talk to their friends and they're gonna share the truth of what abortion is and that's when we can start changing minds that's when we can speak back against the narrative that abortions health care uh, you know that it's necessary mm-hmm. because it's not and if we really want to take care of women not just babies but if we want to take care of women we're going to be pro-life because pro-life is being pro-woman mm-hmm. how do you think your story has impacted your your twins I think it's in, impacted them greatly um, they <laughs> I found out I was pregnant the very next month by the way after I went through um, after I received healing, if you will, and, and had that moment with Jesus. And, and after the car ride home, believe me, I stumbled into my living room in front of this large window. And I remember just hitting my knees and looking up to the sky and just thanking God. And grace and mercy just washed all over me. And then the very next, I think two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And I went in at four weeks and found out we were having twins. Went in at six weeks and heard two little heartbeats. And I don't think that was a sound I probably could have handled had I not been healed beforehand. And then at 10 weeks, I began to bleed. And I thought I was losing my kids. And so I um, called the doctor frantic, asking him if he could give me any medicine. He came to the doctor, he came to the phone and said, we've gone as far as science can go, it's in God's hands now. So I rested on the couch that week and then on Sunday, my husband asked me if I wanted to go to church, and I said yes. Our church had a beautiful, uh, a beautiful tradition of taking communion on the very first Sunday of the new year. It was January the 6th, 2003. And so we went to church, and we took communion. I passed the tray, took the wafer, passed the tray, and I closed my eyes to pray. And when I did, standing in front of me was Christ Jesus with a baby in each arm. Well, that was a fabulous interview. Amy is just precious, isn't she? I would want you to listen to the rest of her episodes, and you can do that at jenniferjackson.com. And while you're at jenniferjackson.com, I have an offer for you. This is an appreciation gift. This is a thank you for listening. We're a listener-supported show, and that is a Christmas heart devotional, the story of Mary. So many goodies and freebies in there, so you can get that for any amount, a gift of any amount, and that's at jenniferjackson.com. Thank you for listening today. I'm Jennifer and you've been listening to Simply for Women.
We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.